What's up, guys? I'm Sam. You're listening to Behind the Flame here in the Dragon's Lair at Falkor Defense Headquarters. This episode is brought to you by Kenzie's Optics, and our special guest today is Officer Ashley Smith. Here's your host, John Bartolo. Thank you, Sam. It's quite the intro. I just wanted to make sure I covered everything. You're getting harder and harder to follow up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, awesome. Setting the tone. Thank you, Sam. I want to thank everybody here in the studio. We have uh, D. Mitchell on the production train. We have Haley J. Photo sitting, sitting down editing away. And we have our newest employee that no one knows anything about yet, Rogue One, sitting in the high chair. But I'm super excited. Uh, I want to thank Melinda and Jason Sanju for paying the bills. We are coming to you live from the Dragon's Lair. If you get an opportunity, head over to YouTube, Falcor Defense YouTube, and uh, follow us along. We will be giving away some prizes. Sam, you want to get into the prizes and what we're going to be doing? Yeah, man. So we got actually a really cool giveaway going on today. Uh, first off, before we get into what you're going to have the chance to win, how do you win? You're going to head over to FalcorDefense.com, and right on the homepage, Derek set us up with an email entry box. And it's right on the homepage. You go to FalcorDefense.com, enter your email right there. You'll be entered to win two Falcor Fury Mag extensions, a Polymer 80 uh, slide and frame, a Vortex Venom red dot, courtesy of Kenzie's Optics, 500 rounds of prime ammunition, and a holster from Tailored Kydex Solutions. Awesome. And uh, we'll be giving away some random t-shirts from one of our favorite gun shops, Sergeant Max Gun Shack. He's a total lunatic. He'll be uh, donating some shirts to the cause. So if you're on Instagram or Instagram Live or any of the Instagrams and you're following Ashley, myself, any of the pages, head over to those pages and comment, tag, comment, tag, comment, tag. Now, I'm super excited. I've been bursting at the seams for weeks waiting for this guest. She's in contest prep, so it's been a, been a wacky ride, but we're all excited. We have the lovely Officer Ashley Smith. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. So Ashley comes here from New York. There's some things we can say and can't say, but she's going to talk about a lot. We're going to get right into it. Ashley flew in. She's never seen a mountain before. She's in the dragon's lair. She's held the rifle. She's walked around. She's taken the tour. She's met the people. She's in Montana. Montana. Montana, as she puts it. And she's excited. So we go back a minute. I'll give you guys a brief intro. Ashley and I have known each other over a year. Correct. We've hung out, met in person, spent time together, chatted, and I've really enjoyed our friendship. We've had a great... Uh, a great time together. She's, as she is online, as you guys see on IG, and I know a lot of people go through that. Are they, are they really like that you see online? Are they that way? How are they? Does she suck? So um, it's been super exciting. I've enjoyed the friendship. Uh, she's been somebody that's really uh, easy to talk to. Super exciting. We had a little girl in here and a, and a, one of the sheriff's department guys that just had, they had to come in and see her. And I said, it's going to cost you. She's into the patches. You're going to bring some patches. And she was super kind, you know, taking all the time she could with that, with that young one. So it just speaks to how Ashley is. So I'm jacked up to have her. I'm excited for the next, you know, 45 minutes, hour to get some Q&A going. And I'm going to turn it over to her. And I'm going to, you know, she's prepping for a contest right now. Um, I want to hear a little bit about her. Tell, you know, tell us kind of how you got into law enforcement, what attracts you to the career, and why you're here and what you're excited about. So first of all, uh, to the followers, 
John and I met because a mutual friend had contacted me and said, hey, I want all of my friends to wish John a happy birthday. And I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like, he's he's got a ton of followers. He's not even going to see my message. He's weird. He smells funny. Yeah. I'm I like, okay, whatever. Good. I usually smell good for the record. But anybody that follows me knows whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever. I'm okay with that. So I didn't send him a birthday text. I actually did a full video of me singing the entire happy birthday to oh him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So in my patrol car, like super obnoxious. I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm an, a weird. By the time he gets to my message, he's going to be like, this girl is a nut job. But I'm like, whatever. I'll take my chances. I don't care. So I sent that video. And does he not get my phone number from our friend and call me? And he's like, that was the best message I've ever gotten. And so we've been besties ever since. So for anybody that wanted to know how we met, that is exactly how we met. We've been really great friends ever since. Any comment on that? No comment. <laughs> no. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, that's exactly how it went down. And uh, since then, you know, we've kind of gone back and forth, bounced ideas off each other, talked about, you know, the business and kind of I've watched, you know, and I've said this before, we had no donuts in here with Mike Cunahan and you know, I've watched her kind of ascension in the social media ranks, kind of kind of rise up and watched her, how she markets herself, how she handles herself and what affects her. And I've been really, really lucky to call her a friend and, and have her kind of, um, you know, to, to bounce things off of and talk to. It's been super exciting. So I, I thank her for taking the chance of sending that and I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, it's been a while since we got to hang out a little bit at the Arnold last year because I know fitness, we're going to get into the fitness thing is big with her. Um, and when this opportunity came up, you guys, I wanted to get her out here uh, as we released the standard, you know, the standard rifle, which was something we were, we were really gearing, gearing towards local law enforcement and making it, you know, aggressively priced, making it something we could talk to chiefs about, talk to officers about, get their input and really cater towards that market. I wanted to have some local law enforcement and some folks in to kind of just come in, hang out, handle it, take a look at it, compare it to their patrol rifle, have the conversations with our team a little bit. And regardless of what folks think, I'm a huge believer in bringing in some of these folks that people see on social media all the time and kind of wonder what they're like and, and kind of what drives them, what motivates them and what, what, what their kind of mission statement is and what they're trying to accomplish with social media. Um, and I always liked Ashley's story, so you'll see at times I'll ask people, you know, tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, some people just don't even know how they got there. And, you know, Ashley definitely does and, and understands it. And she definitely has the who, what, why, and where covered. And she knows where she wants to go. And that's really Im important. So, you know, we meet. I hear a little bit of your story. So what got you into law enforcement and what made you want to be this beacon of hope for law enforcement, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but you guys know what I mean. She's a tremendous motivator, and she makes people get through their day, and pushing a car all day is not the most exciting thing in the world. You push so. your car? I literally push it. Wow, your budget must be really, really We're, small. like, back in the Flintstones, so <clears throat> there's, like, no engine. It's, nice. like, a bottom level, and I just, like, run my feet, so I push it. So tell me, Solid. tell us about it. How did you get into this career? I know it was at a young age. I know some of the story, and... Uh, and what keeps you kind of going with it? And what made you get into the, the social media and the Instagram? So um, to get into law enforcement, I knew that I wanted to do something, uh, whether it was be you know a lawyer or social work or a police officer. And so I did what I would call the smart thing. And I did an internship with every single one of those avenues. And Basically, I followed you know, my parents' guidance with they said, make pros and cons lists of everything that you want to do and make sure that you get in there. 
And so I did, and I found out exactly what I liked and exactly what I didn't like. And at the age of 19, I was like, I'm going to become a police officer. I had the most fun there. I did so many ride-alongs. It's something new every single day. It was just, it felt good to do that um, and to meet new people every day. It's my favorite part. I mean, the, the guests that came in this morning, to meet that little girl and have her look at me, you know, I'm looking at her in awe just as much as she's looking at me in awe because... It, I, I don't look at myself as, you know, an Instagram celebrity or anything like that. I don't view myself as that. I view myself as a don't normal Don't you hate that being. term, though? It drives me insane because I don't want anyone to put me on any pedestal whatsoever. I'm a normal human being. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to get into that. And for those of you on YouTube, Sam's going to type in the contest rules and whatnot and comment from time to time. So if you are on YouTube Live, don't hesitate to comment, follow the rules, and enter in the contest. Actually, Derek's going to do that. Derek's going to do it now. So um, I know some folks are anxiously awaiting on YouTube. But that term, Instagram celebrity, I'm going to stay on that for a second. It, you know, I've talked about that with a few other folks, it, it, and it bugs the hell out of me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody's just putting their story out there. And whether or not you choose to follow that story or be a part of that story, you're going to figure out real quick when you meet someone if they're full of shit or they're fake or they're not what it is. Like if you're taking picture in front of, pictures in front of cars you don't own with people you don't know and portraying yourself a certain way, I think people are going to see through that really quick. The pages that I don't enjoy following that I feel are, are misrepresentative are just those. Not everybody lives their life on a fucking beach wearing a bikini all day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not everybody, you know, has 47 cars and takes pictures in front of cars all the time. And I don't even know what that is. Is that supposed to be like I'm successful? But that was a trend in the fitness community, especially for a while. And people were doing that, um, you know, and then, you know, females or males would do these like with there's Adobe gains and everything was like a perfect photo and a perfect this and a perfect that. Yeah, so ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. Everyone's so got an off you've season. Al <laughs> you, yeah, you've always stayed true to, to kind of what you had going on and there was a lot of humor in there. So you come on, you decide law enforcement. Correct. You decide that's, that's what it's going to be. You go to the academy. At 20 years old. At 20 years old. So I oh. was a nerd. I graduated high school early. I graduated college early. And actually two days after I graduated college was when I was in the police academy. I got hired. So I was 20 years old. I was an Abercrombie and Fitch model. I had no life experience. Oh, I had God. no anything experience. How did you get hired? I think minority. I have no I'm idea. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, they needed someone right now, and I was like, "Oh, I, I have nothing going on. Like, what can we do?" Like, I'm not busy right now. I, yeah, I mean, that I, was I, I got time between folding clothes and spritzing the models. That uh, is Abercrombie still a store? Yeah, yes, and every time I walk by there, I'm like, "Oh my god, I miss it so much." It was the best job I had ever had. They used to spray the like the perfume every the half hour on the hour. Yeah, I don't know how not you can even joke. shop in there because when you go in there, it's dark. It's bad. It's like, <laughs> you you love that music. No, that's Derek's you thing. You do. You need an oxygen tank when here. you go in. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I remember being a kid. Like every every person that worked there was like eighty pounds. Yeah, I was. They Absolutely. Like it's true. They were, I had my they were latte, 80 pounds. and that's all I could eat for the whole day because I, I, you had to suck in I and think, you had to yeah. wear these tiny ass clothes that didn't even fit you. You're like, hi, welcome to Abercrombie. I'm really starving. I haven't eaten in seven days, but I have this latte. And would you like to try this perfume? I remember. Literally. Going in there to buy a pair of pants once, and I I graduated. This is. You know, I'm a little older than you, but I graduated high school. I think I was like 225 pounds, 230 pounds. You couldn't wear anything in Abercrombie. Oh yeah, so I walked in there and they're like, um, "The plus section is men's down the road. XXL is down the road. Please keep moving." Go to Hollister. They were like, "We don't have anything in your size, sir. Keep moving." 
And I that felt, was the day you decided to change your life and get into fitness. That, that, that was the day I realized <laughs> I was different. So you, you're an Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> it was at birth. It, yeah. You're an Abercrombie and Fitch model. You're doing all this, this crazy stuff. You go through the academy. You're a young 20-year-old female. You get on the job. What happens? What's going through your head? You're going through FTO. You, is there a moment where you're like, I can't do this? How am I doing this job? Uh, you oh, my know? God, yeah. Um, I will tell you that. So... I turned 21, and then three weeks later, uh, I graduated the academy. So in New York, you can, as long as you turn 21 in the academy or within the first couple of weeks of getting out of the academy is when you can carry your gun and start. So I had turned literally like two or three weeks before the academy had ended, I had turned 21. And I live in the busiest township, um, and I work in the busiest township. And I remember lecturing people that were my parents' age about like lifestyle and children and I'm like where did this come from like I don't have children I don't know what the hell I'm talking about like what you just literally I'll never forget my FTL being like fake it till you make it and that's what you have to for your first couple like first five years you have to fake it until you make it and act like you know what you're doing I remember the first guy I arrested put him in the back of my car and I was driving back to the station and thank God it was a long drive because the FTO looked over at me and I looked at him, I was just white knuckling because I'm like, I know I have something to arrest him for, but I have no fucking idea what I'm going to arrest him for. And we have a book like this thick. And I remember going back to the station and thank God the cells are not, you know, where you're sitting and flipping through the book. And he's like, figure it out. And I did, I would flip through the book and read through it. And I'm like, well, does this fit? And he's like, I don't know. Does it fit? So there was a couple of first arrests in my career where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like why? How did they allow me to get in this car and wear a badge and a gun, and arrest people? And I don't know what I'm doing. But that's what you do. You figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. I did a lot of growing up on the. I, my entire life, actually, of growing up has been on the job. I've been on for ten and a half years, and I literally grew up with the job. Tons of mistakes I've made. I look back now, being on the hiring board, and I'm like, how in the hell did they hire me? Like. I thought I was a know-it-all. I know I still do. Um, and just not knowing what I'm doing and being so young with like zero life experience, it's very hard now to sitting on a hiring board to try to hire somebody that was that age that I was because it, especially today's society with people being drowned on their phones and not having appropriate you know skills to, to communicate with people, it's very hard. Um, and you would think, oh, well, I got hired young, so I would be like more nice to those people that are very young starting out, but it's actually the complete opposite. Like I, I still look at my chief today, I'm like, what the hell were you thinking hiring me that young? So yeah, I mean, especially the first five years, you ask yourself, you know, how am I still doing this? And now fast forward to me entering the second half of my career, it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's some days that I come to work and I'm like, man, I, I some days I just don't want to do this. And it's the burnout factor of having to work so much overtime because we don't make a ton. But also, the way that people treat police officers nowadays is just disgusting. It is oh, absolutely disgusting. we're going to get into that. So, I mean, like any human being, you have your ups and your downs in your career. And I was actually really against social media my entire adult life. Um, I didn't get social media until a year and a half ago, like anything. And the only reason why I got it is because I'll, I'll remember... I was in Florida with all of my friends and they were passing around these memes. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And they're like, oh, it's Instagram. Like they have these memes, that the pages that you can follow. And I'm like, well, I want to see these memes. And like, so people were like, Pat, show me phones. these memes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's a meme? -y? What is a meme? -y? 
<laughs> like literally, I'm not joking. That's exactly how it was. Um, but it was so funny. So they're like, well, why don't you just get Instagram and you can just follow these pages and just watch all these memes. And I'm like, okay. And these GIFs. Is that how you say it? Yeah. GIF. Um, I'm like, okay. So I got Instagram and my profile picture for like the first four months was a baby duck because I thought it was the cutest picture on the internet. So it was just a baby duck. I didn't post anything of myself. There was not a single post on was, my Instagram. What was your original username? Was it Officer Ashley Smith? Nope. It was Ashley02, which is my email address. <laughs> don't put don't that tell that. Oh, oh Party yeah. follow. Now, now you all know. They don't know if it's Hotmail or... Now everybody I'm slide into Ashley's Or Yahoo.com. My email's on my freaking page anyway. So anyways, um, yeah. So and then I posted... I got back from vacation uh, for another vacation I was on and I posted a picture of me in the gym and it was just like something stupid like all right let's do this I still have it on there. it's my first post ever and like 400 people liked it and I'm like I don't even know 400 people I have like 17 followers and I don't even know these 17 people other than my friends like what the heck and I it, have three friends and a cat yeah I don't have a cat no you're the cat person I'm not a kid. So I was like, that's so weird. Like, why? I don't even know these people. Like, why are they liking my stuff? And I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, what does this mean? Like, my notifications are blowing up. Like, what does this mean? I don't know what, what happened. Do I take it down? Like, what do I do? Why are people doing this? It like, means you're going viral. Then people start sharing it. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Why are they? Like, they're stealing my photo. Like, I'm, I'm going to call somebody. They're stealing my photo, John. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Fast forward. I posted my first law enforcement picture and that was it. I had like 500 followers and I'm like, above my friends, I'm like, I'm famous. I have 500 followers. Oh my God, I don't know anybody on here. I know four people and people are taking my stuff and reposting it and I don't know these pages, but I'm famous. And then that was it. Every so how long were you on the that, road when this was at? Like, was this year one, year two? This, this is was just, the last year. This is just this past year. Yeah. Okay. She got 95,000 followers in a year. I don't know how that happened. I'm trying to give, I'm <laughs> trying to give the folks some timeline. Yeah, so I've been on social media exactly, I think, a year and six months. I don't know what happened. So I got you young in social media. I literally had, what, five months on when I sent you a birthday. Saying, that's why I was like, this guy has got like 100 and 60,000 followers. He ain't even going to get my message. And then you did. Of course I did. So. Because you saw that first no, post actually, I did no. at the gym where I was like, let's get this. That was had nothing to do with Frenny. Actually, Dan Frenny. Yeah. For those of you that dude. don't know. Dan Frenny had said to me, I'm sending you something special. I figured like it would be like, you know, a new Person, car. Like a guy jumping out of a cake. Not a guy. but A guy. You know. So I mean, anyway, so you start, all this stuff starts happening for you. You go to the academy, you get, you yep. get into social media, yep. you know, a few years go by, you know, you're on the hiring board, all this stuff's happening. You have all these going ons. I do. And, and then uh, when do you, and I know like the reposts and the friend, followers, we've all been through it. You start to realize you have something. That's how the way I always refer to it. You have something like there's something here. When is it that you're walking around and we've all been through this. When is it that you realize, okay, this is like becoming something bigger, somebody stopping me and wanting to take a photo? Like, when does it click in your head that this has gone a little beyond? Like, now, whoa. Um, I will tell you when I noticed it in person. Like, I actually didn't even think I had anything going on. Like, I never posted videos. I only posted pictures, and I posted maybe, like, once a month. So I didn't think I had anything going on. I just wasn't sure. And um, Jason's posing in the background. Um, so <laughs> I think when I actually 
noticed it in person was uh, when I went to police week. And people were like, oh my gosh. And it, this again, I used to have the name Ashley 02. They were like, oh my gosh, Ashley 02, Officer Ashley, oh my God. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And they're like, can we take a picture with you? And I'm like, why do you want, why do you want to take a picture? And I'm super awkward. And I'm like, why do you want to take a picture with me? Like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, so I would say that like in person and that's, I had got from January when I started the account to police week, which was May. So five months, I was already at 10,000 followers. And I'm like, I don't understand. Again, I don't know any of you people. I just want to let you know that that's not normal. So, uh, that's why this is ha- that's why you're so confused because this is not a normal thing. That's well, why that's why women will rule the world. Yeah. Well, and and then I start. That's when I started to realize I had something. Was <clears throat> when I went there and people were like, "Oh my gosh, your officer Ashley, like I would like to take a picture with you." And again, like I told you, like I'm still to this day. It, it's it's extremely humbling, and I don't say this is my page. I just say this is our page. I take everyone like whatever they want to see. I ask people's opinion because I do. I feel like it's a community page. And I'm here to do what people would like. Like, I'm going to be myself 100%. And that's why I do the funny videos, because I love doing those funny videos. And that's really the niche that I had gotten into. Um, It wasn't until later, actually, that I started getting into the fitness aspect of it. And that's opened doors to a whole new avenue that I didn't even know existed. We should talk about that. Yeah, we will. It's a huge equalizer. But we'll get into that. So I want to finish, you know, kind of up with your career. So... You, you know, this starts taking off. You go to police week. You do all these things. Um, and you're a PIO? I am. In your department? I am the public What's information that? officer. So um, what I do is I'm on call uh, 24 hours a day for any incident that happens at work, um, whether it's community relations, whether we had a fatal accident, a serious fire, anything like that. At the drop of the dime, I have to come in, throw on a uniform or a suit, and I have to present to the media. I also uh, work very close with the news station, so any projects that they have, um, any news stories that they want to do, you know, whether it's a rising crime for like car larcenies or whether it is um, they want to do something like the state fairs coming up and security um, or parking issues, you know, it goes from very small issues to very large issues. Like maybe there's a natural disaster that's heading our way, like storms and stuff like that. I'll go on there, I'll warn people and, and tell people how to prepare you know, the holidays that are coming up, I'll help people prepare on, on, on not to get, you know, robbed or have their homes bur- burglarized or larcenies from their vehicles. Um, and so I'm on at least once probably every two weeks, um, but there's sometimes that I'm on like a couple of days in a row or we did this huge project um, on crime and the crime stats and I was literally detailed there for an entire shift to do um, different stories and, and to talk about things. And actually we went live on Facebook with that news station and answered questions from people. So that was pretty cool. That was the first time they had ever done that. Without getting too deep into it, do you think that that's really, you know, huge that departments start to get into social media and start to understand media a lot better than, you know, I think kind of turning a blind eye and acting like it doesn't exist. I mean, where do you, where do you see that going? Cause I know a lot of departments want to be like social media, it's the devil. Like, I'm not going to look at it. It doesn't, it's not real. It's not happening. Because I have my beliefs on where social media is going, and, and I, I've shared them many times with, with the group. But, I mean, how do you feel about that as a PIO? So my actual dream is to be able to travel to departments and help them get acclimated to social media. Um, social media is one of the best tools that you can use, and we really need to get out of this stone age where departments say, 
absolutely against it. It's not professional. If it's done appropriately, it can be the most professional thing that you have. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, I can't tell you how many crimes we have solved from using social media to be able to put a post up and say, hey, be on the lookout. And this person could be like, oh my gosh, it's my neighbor down the road. Or we have this really awesome um, neighborhood watch program that we do, and it's all through people's residential cameras. And so what we do is we'll put a post up and say, hi, these incidences took place in this area. Anybody that has a residential camera, upload it to our account, and then we post it. Um, we've solved, we just solved a huge string, and this is going to sound petty, but they were bicycle larcenies. When a bicycle is inside a I had garage, a bike stolen, and it really pissed me off. I will, so I I will totally help you understand. find it. I oh, would have gone. gotten away with it. social media. It's long gone. That's so Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'll buy you a new one. Was it pink? Did it have No, it was really nice. Gary Fisher hybrid bike. It was really nice. Rainbow unicorn colors. Yeah. Yes. No, it was blue. <laughs> but um, so once a bicycle is inside a garage, it becomes a burglary and it becomes a felony. <clears throat> we just solved like 36 burglaries by using social media, having people post up the residential cameras, having people post up any pictures of suspicious activities, and we literally traced all of this group that's awesome. around. And that's only could have been done by using social media. Now let's switch you know, directions and talk about police officers posting in uniform. There's an appropriate way to do it. There's an inappropriate way to do it. And as long as you have a board, and when I say board, that doesn't mean the chief or sheriff, the under sheriff or sergeants, and that's it. It means an actual board. I want somebody from every single aspect of that agency. I want the secretary. I want the property person. I want the youngest officer, mid officer, stone age officer. I want a sergeant. I want a lieutenant. I want the boss. And I want everybody to sit in there and actually discuss it on how they believe social media can help and some things that could not help. And then that way you can develop a policy that everybody can look at, view, and make sure that they're in within reason of that policy. That gives everybody a fresh view of what's going on and, and how you can use social media to your benefit. Like you can post up stats about, oh, we just arrested this person. If your community gets onto your social media and they can see all these arrests that you're doing, they can see the awards that you're handing out to your officers. They can see the accommodations that these officers are getting. You as a taxpayer, I would be right there every day or every single year. Absolutely, my tax dollars are going to look at all this that my department gets to do. You know, let's, let's yeah, we don't mind if our taxes have to raise if that's going to go to that department. I feel safe, even if that person's never called the police before. They feel safe knowing that they can see their officers. And that's also a way, maybe someone in the town hasn't met me yet and they see me on social media. You know, maybe a female, because I'm the only female at my agency, has an issue with men, and they see me on there, and they're like, oh my gosh, there's a female officer here. Maybe that gives them trust. Or maybe a male sees, like, a working out male, sees another healthy working out male police officer, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's really awesome. Like, how does he do that? He works his shift, and he's on there, and he's, and he's in shape. You know, I would like to, to talk to that guy maybe the next time I see him in my neighborhood or something like that. You know, there's so many, I could go on for hours about how there's so many benefits to it, but as long as you do it appropriately, because I can see when some people do it inappropriate, I can see that, as long as it's executed appropriately. Do we, go, is, do we go over what inappropriate was? It, it could be anything from the person posting 
you know, um, like, so for instance, if I post with the public at all, mm -hmm. I ask that person, is this okay that I post this on my page? I show them my page. And what I ultimately would like to do is to get an actual signature signing off on that person. But as long as they give me that verbal, yes, you can post it, especially if it's anything to do with children, mm -hmm. that is a, is a policy that I follow. Inappropriateness could be that, you know, police officer, if you look at his page, like if you look at my page, I do not drink alcohol, I don't party, I don't go out, I don't do anything. So when I post anything with uniform, it's on a decent, you know, looking page. It doesn't look like, hey, on, the, on Friday night, I'm hammered drunk and I'm posting all these pictures with alcohol. But then on Tuesday, I'm like, hey, I'm in my uniform. You know, there's, there's certain ways to do it appropriately and um, getting consent from your department to be able to post like that. Well, it's just basically following the rules of common sense and being professional about it. Correct. And uh, another thing that's inappropriate, um, if you ever see my page, I never share, um, like I'm a very religious person. I never share, um, like I never push my religion on anybody. Sure. I might share it. I don't share my political views. You're open about your faith and your politics, but you don't push it on anyone. Correct. Sure. And, and sometimes people share opinions that could be taken wrong. So just... And, and, you know, you don't know it until you get into it. And when you take a step back and you and you evaluate your page and, and, and what you're doing and what you what you stand by, what you believe in, um, when you do take a step back on that, that's when you're able to say, OK, maybe that comment wasn't appropriate. Maybe I won't say that mm -hmm. next time. You know, just you just got to be cognizant of it. This is clearly a woman who knows what she wants. Yeah. She's got the whole plan laid out. That's why I would love to like. I've helped a couple people that have gotten into um, hot water with their departments. And, you know, I, I have this thing that I do. Okay, send me your policies and procedures. Let me view them. Let me see if you are within reason or if you're not. And some of them I've been like, well, you're violating policy. So this is exactly why you're getting in trouble. But this is how you can go in there and approach it and, and maybe compromise. Um, there's other agencies that don't have any policies and procedures at all in their departments yet. And they're trying to make these procedures. And I've got, actually gotten reached out from people that are from the sergeant and the lieutenant level to say, hey, what is your social media policy? Can you help me build my social media policy? And I'm like, yep, absolutely. I just I need to know what your your table looks at, like looks like as in who's all viewing this? Is this just you? You know, like, are, are you getting opinions from anybody else? Because I need to know all these things. And there's a lot of things that people don't think about because they've never had that happen to their department yet. Right. They, haven't, they haven't approached it yet. You so. know, I mean, it's you bring up an interesting, you stem into an interesting topic. And this is something I've shared with the group and it's been my philosophy. Um, I tell anybody that'll listen, I, I believe in the next, our lifetime at least, there'll be no resumes. There'll, there'll be no resume. Your social media is going to become a living resume. With the yeah. death of cable TV and the death of print media, uh, everything's becoming visual, video. You can view it. You can go to someone's page. It doesn't lie. If you say, I went to the University of Massachusetts, like I, you can see it right there. Did he get graduate? Did he get his certificate? Did he tr really train with this person? Did he really train with that person? It does not lie. I actually worry about people that don't have social media. To be quite honest with you, I worry about them because are they, are they hiding something? No, I mean, I get it. We're in a transition phase as a culture where departments are kind of just some of them just want to still claim that ignorance card and they want to act like it doesn't exist and they want to act like it's not there and not put a policy in place and not discuss it with their team. And 
Um, I think that's wrong, and I think that's a huge, huge mistake. It's my belief in my lifetime that you're going to be able to go to a TV, you're going to be able to punch in someone's name, and you're going to be able to watch as much or as little of that person mm -hmm. as you want to. And they're going to be able to put as much out there as they want to, and you can do that now. And you can use it to your advantage, just like anything else in technology. You can use it to your advantage or it can take advantage of you. You know, like Ashley brought up a really good point with the fact that, you know, they can use the department, social media, and the individual officers in, in the community themselves as a tool to better serve the community that they're a part of through solving, you know, crimes like you just described with the bicycle arsonies and stuff. You know, and you're also, by establishing a, a policy of professionalism, you're showing the individuals that may not when they came on the department, they were 21 years old and didn't know what they were doing. But now they know that they can humanize themselves and don't have to be this like stone faced dude wearing a badge and carrying a gun. They can actually be realize that they're a person and that they're there to help people, not to, you know. Yeah. And there has to be a policy around that, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, with anything. Um, so so the social media starts taking off. Now you're this, you know, this this person out there, this officer out there. Officer Ashley Smith becomes a thing, becomes a thing. And you start meeting people and you start going all these different deals. When does fitness come in and why is fitness important? So um, I actually broke my ankle on the job and I was a long distance runner. I did half marathons, um, any races in my area for charity. I did all of them. And it actually becomes addicting. Um, just that you get that runner's high. You meet these awesome, you know, people and, um, you know, Sunday runs. Like that's just what everybody did. Um, in that circle. And so when I broke my ankle, I actually went through a period of my life where I felt like I lost my identity. And that might sound stupid to some people, but I did not lift. I didn't know how to lift. And so spending hours running, now I'm going to the gym and I'm like, I can't do any of that. You know, I can maybe pedal a bike or, you know, maybe walk a little bit, but I couldn't do anything. And it, it was very, you know, traumatizing to me. So this is going to sound really funny. And I wish I remembered who this follower was, but I went live one day and I had told um, my fans that I was going through these struggles about, you know, what I should do. And one of my followers, which I hope I would, they've never reached out to me. And I've said this on multiple, um, different live occasions and podcasts. I wish they would come forward and tell me who it was, but I don't even know if I could believe them, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to get like 200 DMs of people. I'm the one that told you. I'm the one who changed your life. Yeah, but um, they dared me to do a bodybuilding show. It was actually me. You're welcome. <laughs> I knew it, Sam. I knew when we just our eyes met that it was you. Yep. Um, but they dared me to do it, and I was like, well, I got nothing else going on, so I'm going to try it. And that was the day that I started training. I started lifting, uh, didn't know what I was doing. I had no structure. I'm like the one that's going online and like Googling these like in shape workouts. Um, didn't know how to eat nothing. So um, how to become a successful yes. fitness competitor. <laughs> how do I lift this weight? Pick up weight, lift. Okay. And yeah, so I didn't have proper technique. I didn't have proper diet. Um, it's, it's funny, I look back at it and I look at pictures and I was very athletic uh, from gymnastics, like muscle memory and stuff like that. So I put on a load of weight and I didn't notice it. Like I wasn't like fat, but like I look back at pictures now and I'm like, why did I not notice that? I, I, like I bulked up huge because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I went to police week and my, one of my buddies is like, holy crap, like he's like, you've gotten jacked. And I'm like, I, I, have I? Like, yeah, I have. And he's like, so I thought you were doing a, a bikini competition. I'm like, I am. And he's like, no, girl. And now he's a coach. 
He's like, no. He's like, you're way too big. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's all about muscle. And he's like, no, Ashley. And like, I would bring up pictures. He's like, those are physique competitors. You are doing bikini. So like I had bikini from the waist down and I was full fledged physique on the, on the upper half. And I'm like, oh my God, what, what do I do? He's like, you need to stop eating, like stop eating all the food that you're eating right now. And he's like, and you need to stop lifting so much. So got a coach. It was complete hell going through the process, but, um, I got down, I lost the weight and I did, uh, four shows back to back, which probably was not the healthiest thing to do. Um, but I got nationally qualified my first show and I'm like, I don't even know what that means that I put myself on in a bikini on stage and it was so much fun. Um, and I remember being at my first competition and if I can give some advice for a minute on anybody that is starting off doing this, do not ever judge competitions based on your first one. Cause they are some catty ass bitches that freaking go to these shows. And my personality, I'm like dancing back behind stage. Like everyone's like, why are you in such a good mood? Like you need to be serious. You're about to step on stage. I go, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so, and I'm fucking starving. I'm going to eat this napkin in about two minutes. And this is my first one, and who cares? Like, there's nothing I can do. This is serious. There's nothing I can do to change this now other yeah. than maybe lose a millimeter of weight when I pee, if I pee because I haven't drank in, like, seven days. <laughs> um, but what is the point in being so serious and being rude to everybody right now? Like, and there was, there, like, two or three other girls, this was their first show, and they were freaking out. Like, I remember running over to them and grabbing their hands and being like, don't freak out. Who cares? Like, go out there and rock this. Nobody knows, you know, what you're doing. They just think that you're like Miss America walking out there in a bikini. So go strut your stuff. I'm still friends with both of them to this day. <laughs> um, the other bitches. Uh, but then when I walked out there and uh, came back and I placed so well, that made them hate me even more. And I'm like, why are people so mean? So I vouched myself every single show since then to find new competitors to be nice to and to just you know take them, not under my wing because I still don't know what I'm doing, but like to be nice to them and to work with them and just let them know, please don't judge, um, you know, shows based on, about, on how some people, you know, treat you. Girls are 10 times worse than guys. Dude, I would agree. I feel Let's like me, you and Jason can get in a fist fight in the middle of this room and then go eat lunch. Girls will scratch each other's eyes out, kill them and step over the body to kill the next girl. Would you agree <clears throat> with that? Um, at shows, yeah. I mean, now, meanwhile, we're all starving models. Yeah, no, I that's feel like, true. I feel like, like, like... We're all, like, we'll cut everybody if they even bring out a donut or something. Cut. But, yeah, like, I get that, but some of them, yeah. I mean, some of them, that's their life, and that's how they define themselves. I do not define I, myself I as a show competitor. I have seen flickers of this in a, in a grown man. What, your, your reflection? What? No, your I'm reflection looking, I'm, are you looking mirror? at Jason right now? <laughs> if Jason Sanju has just the wrong car but the wrong time, we all could die. <laughs> but he's gotten better. He's come light years. But, yeah, women, it's, it, that is a tough scene. It, and it, it sucks. Um, I mean, I still have friends to this day that I compete with them in the same category and we'll help each other. Like, the last competition I went to, so I did um, – Two NPC shows, got nationally qualified in both of them. The third one, or I'm sorry, I did three. I got nationally qualified the first and the third. The second I didn't do too well, which, again, I went back to, I got super, if anybody knows these terms, I got super hard. 
What does uh, NPC stand I, for? I know what you mean. <clears throat> National, I don't know. What does NPC stand Physique for? Physique Committee. What does OCB stand for? Um, it'll come to me. I'm not, I'm not from over, overly familiar with OCB. I'm more familiar with NPC. So, okay, I can and tell you IFB, the difference. IFBB. NPC is... AARP. Um, Maybe we can AARP, look that up. Look it up. Silver. <laughs> um, so OCB is natural. Like, you have to take a yeah. polygraph and a P test, and NPC is not. Ah, nice. So you can juice it up. I wish. That's, that's okay. Not I'm not obviously involved in the fitness uh, industry at all. You're not? Oh, no. Sam, you're being Get modest. Out of here. <laughs> you're being modest. Get out of um, here. Can you just? I okay. So I do know. So actually, when Cody Montgomery was here, uh, he like laid it out for me because I had a bunch of questions about like all the different terms, like uh, all kinds of different words to describe the different physiques. But I didn't hear hard. What does that mean? Okay, so. <clears throat> my diet. Stop. You've never heard uh, of Get hard. your heads out of the gutter, everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to learn what this actually means. We'll have a conversation about that after. Okay. I feel Strange things are having my body. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Hair so, in funny places. Yes. <laughs> On your vagina. Ew. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my, I just I ended up getting my diet wrong. Um, and I got too lean. Um, and categories are based upon, like, uh, bikini, they want you to look a little bit more not curvaceous, but like have a little bit of um, extra meat on your body where as you go up to like physique and all that stuff in bodybuilding, they want you, your muscles to be very rigid, very tight. So you you had too little, too little body fat for a bikini. Correct. Okay. I got my diet wrong. Um, Shredded. And that was just my, I think my metabolism just caught up at that point and was just like, you're shredding right now. Like I, cause I, I tried to, so what you do when you wake up in the morning of the competition is you look at your body and you try to feed yourself to what your body is looking at like right then and there. And I could not feed myself enough that morning. My body was just like, nope, this is what you're stuck with. Um, so that's okay. No worries. I look you at learn my body every morning as well. Yeah. And, I, and what do you I, say? I feed it to what I, I say think that, it should. I say that same line. I say, this is what you're stuck with. <laughs> yes. So um, fourth competition, I switched over to OCB, which is natural. And I got my pro card. I beat every single person in the competition. That is so awesome. It was amazing. So, um, and again, I'm not condoning doing four shows in a row because it really is not the healthiest thing for your body. Hmm. Um, my fifth show was my pro debut, and um, out of 12 girls, I was. this was my first pro debut. The closest next to me, she had done three. Everybody else had done like five to 10 pro debuts, or not debut, because that would be your first one, but pro shows. And I didn't know what to expect, and um, at that point, I was in prep, and I didn't know this, but I was at prep in prep for so long that my body actually started to shut down. Um, there was nothing that I could do to get it to start back up. And again, then I didn't realize it, um, you know, cause you get into tunnel vision where you're like, push, push, push. I will do whatever it takes. I will eat this piece of dirt and that's all I will eat. And don't anybody tell me anything differently. I'm going to do this and I'm going to prove that I can do this, you know, like, I will do this if I die. I will drag myself across the stage and I will perch myself up, pose for a second, but I'm going to do this. So I did it. Um, and I'm proud to say I'm very proud because at that point like that, I remember waking up that morning and my body was so just done and exhausted that I was keeping myself from crying. 
I didn't want to go to the show and I had never ever been like that and I knew right then and there after that show I'm done I'm taking a break um because when you get to a mental breaking point you're done that's it because no matter how much you want to fake it till you make it on that stage those judges can see it on your face because you don't even realize like you think you're smiling but you're probably mean mugging the shit out of every single person there because you just want to eat and you just want to sleep and I had no energy um but I am proud to say I, for my first pro debut, I got six out of 12. So I'm okay with that. It was a huge learning experience. And if I went on stage tomorrow and got that same exact placement, I'd be happy with it. Because I am competing against myself, not anybody else. And that's, if I can give any advice to female or anybody, um, bodybuilders, is have the attitude to go on stage that you are competing against yourself and your physique from the last competition that you did. Do not go on that stage saying, I'm going to beat them. I'm going to beat that girl. I'm going to compete against that girl. I'm going to win and I'm going to beat. Because all you're going to do is let yourself down. As long as you can go on that stage and say, I gave this my everything, you leave everything else up to God and how you place is exactly how you place and be thankful for it take the judge's criticism and work on it. You have to want to do it for you. Yep. That's, that's in anything in life. I mean, one thing, you know, I've noticed we, you know, having the guests on, whether law enforcement, whether it's hunting, whether it's this, whether it's that, the common thread now, the trend we're seeing is, and Sam and I have talked about this, and Jason and Melinda, you know, everybody has a certain work ethic and everybody's getting in the gym, getting in shape, competing or not. Everybody, you know, is taking that over to their job. Um, do you get any backlash because you want to be in shape and you want to be put together and squared away is the term, you know, we used. Is, is there any backlash from the department or has everyone been super supportive of, of that quest? Um, some people are just, um, it's that insecurity that they have that they wish that they could be motivated and do, you know, what I'm doing to a certain degree, obviously, because prep is just extreme. Um, so you'll get backlash and I'm actually finding it from like the older, the mm -hmm. older, old school guys that I'm getting backlash from, but all, um, especially people like my age or in the younger guys, they are like, Oh my God, tell me all about it. Like, tell me what you do, your diet, like your food, like, could you help me? And that is a very proud moment when they come to me and ask me these things. Um, again, I'm the only female. So when, especially when a man comes to me and asks me, you know, that's, it's a, I, I've established myself. I've established myself in my career and in the fitness world now that people, when they come and ask me questions, I can't tell them enough stuff. Like it's mm. exciting. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And you just, you open people's eyes. And if they make even one slight change, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I mean, training is something that's near and dear to all our hearts here in Falcor and everybody within the organization. You know, if we're not on a range, we're not shooting, we're not in a gym. It's something that's super important to everybody and at least our culture here. Um, you can tell by the circles we run in that, you know, we take that stuff incredibly seriously. And it's, it's important to kind of give that message. Um, we're not just, you know running out and doing mag dumps in a desert and expecting people, hey, you know, come buy our guns. We want to, we want working tools. We want to work with people that take a certain amount of pride in that. And clearly you do. And, you know, anytime you're going to do something that I think other people are a little intimidated by or scared of, they're going to have that. You, you can do it because or only because, you know, or, or this or that. And it's like, you know, there are people out there. There's mothers of four. There's people, you know, that compete. There's there's Absolutely. people out there that have a hundred things going on. There's owners of companies, multiple, 
you know, I'm okay with just looking me in the eye and say, I don't want to do it. I'd rather hear that answer sometimes than, well, you know, I, I have three dogs. I, I hate the I don't have time thing. Really? Give me a rundown of your day. Sleep faster. And nobody, but when they do, I, I'll, I'll tell you, not a single person that I've ever said, give me the rundown of your day has ever given me a rundown that has literally been from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed filled with stuff. I have some clients right now that work doubles and still fit my meal plans and workouts in. You just, it's all about priorities. And, you know, once you have somebody actually sit down and do their schedule, that it's almost like they get embarrassed that they're like, okay, I actually do have time and I didn't realize I had time. I'm just making excuses. And um, I will tell you too, once, like when I'm in talks with people, because I, I, I'll answer my messages. Um, I try to answer all of them. Slide into the DM. Yeah. That's what I did to you. Um, wow. So she, she literally said that. That's what she said. Um, so, yeah, like I'll talk to people back and forth. And when I try to explain things to them, like, hey, listen, like 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. You, do you understand that that adds up? So like mm -hmm. if you woke up, like even if it's 20 minutes early, like if you woke up 20 minutes early and you did like a quick, you know, push up, sit ups, you know, jumping jacks, boom, you're done for the day. I'll even start with you right there. But when people are like, okay, I'm going to do this. When they pay that money, that's literally when the fire, the fire is lit under their ass. Cause they're like, I just spent that money. Like I'm going to do it. And they might only do it for a month, but I feel like I, and I tell people when I'm in my talks, I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you what, when you go to hit pay, there's going to be a fire that gets lit under your ass mm. because you're going to say, I'll be damned if I just paid you this much money and I'm not going to do something with it. It's true. There's a lot of truth to that. I, I still think there is a segment of people that will spend the money and they feel like, okay, I've spent it. Now I can just do something else. So like they just come in and I call them key card swipers. They swipe the key card, but nothing really gets accomplished. Their bodies never change. Nothing happens. Well, they if, swipe it. If you could send me that person and put them on auto withdraw auto. every single month, I would, <laughs> that'd be great. Cause we'll, I would we'll get an email together. pay my bills if I'm they gonna, just didn't so, do So <laughs> couple questions going on. Shoot. Okay. Know. Fire questions from YouTube. Uh, this one's actually from a friend of mine who's watching and texted me because he, he's not technical savvy enough to comment on either the Facebook or YouTube stream, a fellow law enforcement officer. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I don't have a camera feed up because I'm using my phone as that, but that's, it's stressing Derek out, but whatever. Um, what he wants to know is, is what do you do in addition to training beyond uh, he's talking about firearm specific or like job specific training as a law enforcement officer beyond just annual or quarterly or whatever department quals or anything. What, what do you do beyond that to keep up your proficiency? So, um, we have to, in New York state, um, when you qualify at the Academy, that's the last, the last time that you have to qualify for anything. Okay. We have a committee of training because I teach at the Academy and we're saying that's not enough. Now each department can do their own individual training. You can do it as often as you want to, if you have a great budget, or you can be that department that does not do it all the time. Um, on this committee, we talked about there's so much grant money that's not being used. Let's start applying for these grants and upping our training. We now do firearms twice a year. We went from never doing defensive tactics to me creating an entire program for it. Mm -hmm. Now let's back up. Defensive tactics program is the original program that I went to the academy with almost 11 years ago. 
now I'm on the committee for, it's called DCJS, it's Department of Criminal Justice Services. And now we're going back and we're saying, okay, this is not modern day anymore. This is, this is useless. It's absolutely useless. This is not what you're going to do out there on the street. This is not how any of it's going to happen. Like my, my common term is this is not how any of this works because it's not. And these people that sit in their suits and ties and let's come up with this program, they're not out here on the streets. They have no idea what it's actually like. Um, so now that there's a four-year transition that we're going to be doing and everything's going towards BJJ and weapon defense. And um, John and I talked about this last night was in the defensive tactics program, you, we have like two moves that are knife defense. And he said, well, do you have any where you actually, you as the police officer, use the knife for knife defense? And I'm like, nope, we have nothing about it. So not to kind of take a shit on New York's training, um, but we don't have a lot of it and there needs to be way more. And this would probably help police officers from not getting into so many fatalities. I just heard a toilet flush. Did you poop yourself? No, but not to take a shit, we're gonna kind of transition for a second into Falcor. I know time's becoming. Where it's are we? All at? good. We're good. I don't know where we're at on time. I know if we're getting a signal. That's that's the producer's job, not mine. Derek, we good on time? Keep going. Nobody's complaining yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I keep going. I thought I was getting the signal. No, we're so, good. So a couple things. Yes, so we talked about that last night. Training. Uh, yes, we'll we'll plug everybody. Spon sponsorships, everything. So we were talking about training last night, and that's going to stem into everything over here. You know. Um, yeah, I was, I'm a huge believer that, you know, especially with the blade, blade is one thing that no law enforcement is taught because it's not a tool necessarily to carry on their belt, but every law enforcement officer carries a pocket knife, and every law enforcement officer is taught to defend against a knife attack, but they're not ever taught how to use one. It's the only thing that they do completely ass backwards because you're taught how to use a gun, mm -hmm. right? But you're not taught how to use a blade, yet you carry one every day. So if you recognize that every officer is going to carry one, why not train them on that? That's a shocker. Um, and then maybe they can learn how to defend it if they learn how to appropriately use it. But I think too much, you know, everybody who listens to this knows I'm a huge advocate of law enforcement. And I'm a huge advocate of people on the job getting the appropriate training. And I don't think two times a year is enough. I think it's enough for the departments. But I think everybody should be pursuing their training on their own. That's part of the reason why Jason and I went down to Miami. Uh, Tony puts on that free course. And anybody who's putting on a free course, I am more than an advocate to support that. And Falcor did. And, and Jason and Melinda got way behind a lot of that you know, free training that's out there. Now, with that being said, you've walked around the facility. You've held the guns. You've met the people. Why Falcor? What draws you to it? What, what made you get on the plane? Um, what do you love about the brand and kind of following? I know you've followed along for a while. Uh, you know, maybe it's through me, but you know, what, what, what do you love about it? What makes you put the shirt on? Uh, well, obviously my attention was drawn to it. Um, just being friends with you and, and you telling me all about it. Um, and coming here, my favorite thing so far has been, obviously the guns are amazing, but it's the family that I've met. I don't call anybody staff. I don't call anyone employees. It's a family. It's actually a family run business too. Like I got to meet the owner's father and, and, talk to him and you know both owners are are amazing and they're they're very humble people it's it's it, and it's not I, I just I say family because literally every single person is, is is kind and they tell us all about 
you know, the company and, and every aspect and I've been into all of it. Um, are you sure you're talking about the same company? Yeah. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was going say, you're one of the biggest ones that I've chatted with. So, <laughs> um, it's just, it's been, it's been awesome. It's, uh, it's a blessing. I feel very comfortable here since the, the time I walked in here. Um, and just even like holding the guns and seeing how every step of the way it's made to the, to the point of where it's shipped and, um, getting to watch a gun built while I was, while I was standing right there. Um, getting to hold the cool uh, custom-made guns that are here and the, and the, the rifles. And it's just, it was a, it's been a great experience. I've never, ever been to a facility like this before. And I don't even know if anything can match up so far. Any preconceived notions or about a fire? I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, we're, we're very pro-2A here. It's very American, very made in Montana. Um, any coming into it where you like, what is, what is this going to be? I mean, uh, what would you tell someone that, you know, doesn't wants to get out to Falcor, come out to a manufacturer and visit and walk the facility and, and kind of what would be your peek behind the curtain? I like how everybody has their own niche. Like when I talk about going from room to room mm. to how the weapons, you know, are, are stored to how they're made to each individual, um, it, every single person has their niche and you can like physically walk up and, and talk to them and they can tell you every single thing about it. You know, I, I did not expect that. Yeah, that's um, a good point. It's all right here, you know, in, in this, this these two connected buildings. Like, everything is right here. So the start of your order to the end of your order is all done here with the people that are physically here. And you can talk to them and see how it's done. And you got to check out the standard that we designed specifically mm -hmm. yes. for law enforcement and for customers that want to get their hands on a Falcor that's obviously, you know, aggressively priced. You know, we came in and we were talking to Mike about that. And we wanted to design something that catered to that community specifically and potentially, you know, see that in cars, you know, having officers use it. You got to pick it up. What was your first reaction? Uh, I couldn't believe how light it was. That's the first thing I said to you was, wow. Um, we just so happen to have one. We just we so do. happen to have one. Uh, but how light it was, how well it's made. Um, and then we even talked about how reasonable the price was, um, you know, with the law enforcement discount especially. But... The cool part about it is made in Montana. It's made right here in the U.S., literally right here. Mm. You know, so you place that order, you know, it's shipped. It's ready to go. And, like, it's, it's made right here. Yeah, it's, something, it's a project that's been kind of near and dear to a lot of our hearts to get something out there that we felt, you know, folks could get into the brand and participate in everything that it is we're doing here and, um, you know, kind of – act as an introduction or gateway drug into into the Falcor brand and everything that we try to do but still not compromise any of the aesthetic cues that we like to deliver so you know I, obviously um i'm getting flooded with questions on youtube yeah are you ready to get to a couple of them yeah there's some good ones yeah in there. i'm gonna ask a couple we'll ask a couple we're getting flooded jason and melinda are trying to sneak out as we speak right now they're sneaking they're sneaking they're coming back they're sneaking anyway we got a couple uh, Tony Evans obviously goes without saying thanks for your service from Mississippi First Responders. Thank, Thank you, Tony. Tony Thank you for nice. your support. Uh, I, uh, let's see. Best podcast from Scott Miller. Thank you. Aww. Scott Miller. Ashley is awesome. You have a big fan of Scott Miller. I love Miller. Scott. Scott yeah. is literally my, my first OG as in I didn't know who he was. This was a stranger. And he has followed me literally since day one. Mark Pulver. Are you a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Yes, she is. Yes. So the big question is from Joel Townsend. Yes, I'm single. Are you single? 
<laughs> I knew it. That was yes, quick. I'm single. <laughs> there you go, John. Now's your chance. Because yeah. I choose to be. Because I choose to be. So I, what are you doing I, later on today? So what are you doing later? Done? So, <laughs> I did ask Ashley well, Sam, to. Sam, I, I like I, long walks on the. Uh, we can go around the lakeside and breathe in some nice wildfire smoke. It'll be amazing. Yes. I did ask Ashley to marry me on IG Live. She turned <laughs> me down though. On an envelope. Not an envelope. It was a handwritten note I passed to her in gym class. Check uh, yes or no. Let's Check see yes. if we have anything else. I thought I missed one that I went by. Here's like Kevin Rodriguez. People don't understand the crap we deal with on a day-to-day basis in law enforcement. We can't even get working vehicles, body armor, ETC. Ugh. Karen Rodriguez. Yes, and again, that's all. I mean, the only thing I can say to people is departments really need to invest in a grant writer or a couple of them if they can. Um, yeah, I can't afford it, can't afford it. I get that, but you need to detail a team of officers. There is so much free money out there mm. that once you write that grant up one time, you keep that and you save that in a folder and all you have to do is change the date and time and what you're going to use the money for yeah. the next year. It's literally like you're on autopilot. You have a folder for every single grant and you can file for it and just change a couple things each year. So that's what the, you know, to departments, I should suggest that they do that. Sean Covert says, Ashley, what is your favorite weapon that Falco makes? We make firearms, not weapons, Sean. Um, it's going to be the standard. It's going to be the standard. It's going to be the standard, 100%. She, you guys will see some of the pictures. They have not been released. Haley J Photo is working diligently to edit them, but they are the Champagne 6.5 that you held yes. the other day. That's 6.5. Oh, excuse Champagne. me. That's the Haley J Photo signature model. That's the Haley J model. Photo yes. signature model. That's Haley J's. Up top. Available only only in the Haley J, Haley J Photo collection of Falco's drop-down tab for firearms purchases. The fall collection. The fall collection. Uh, but listen, I'm, I'm, I like the versatile, like how sleek it is and how light it is like that's especially being a woman um and i'm, I'm not gonna try to pull the woman card but when something feels great and it feels snug and it feels light and it's mm. sleek mm-hmm. that's the realest of what i want um you just pulled being the woman patrol. card and threw it on do the they, table I do did, they I'm issue uh, do they issue patrol rifles at your department or is it individual officer how does that work no it's just for the actual car oh really yeah oh man karen rodriguez says this is really cool john that you're bringing in people so we get to know who they are thank you karen i oh, think that's, yeah, i mean what do you think of this format i mean coming in and a few people have been through i think here. it's great i what I love is you ask everyone's individual story so that of they course. get a chance to talk and you're right you'll be able to find out within the first five minutes if that person on ig is is how they are in real life no absolutely Which is me. jorge s wants to know how well do you work together with your fire department <laughs> so shocker but from where i'm from this whole rivalry between both departments is absolute bullcrap because um, we're best friends with our fire department. We do all of our fundraisers with our fire departments. Um, like we're, we work hand in hand and I respect them. And um, there's nothing like going to a scene where you know it's not an, a, an appropriate police scene, it's a fire scene and watch them pull up and be like, <laughs> our job here is done. But then vice versa, if they get dispatched to something and they get there and they're like, this is not a fire scene. They're like, police are here. But I mean, we, I mean, we do basketball games every year. We do everything. We so love those guys. So who wins most normally? Fire department. <laughs> they, they have the most time off to train, you know, yeah. oh, saving, yeah, saving kittens. <laughs> true. Saving kittens. Um, no. So uh, Robert Walls says, you are the hottest cop I've ever seen. That leads, to my ne- that leads to my next thing. How do you deal with potentially being someone who's in uniform, someone who, you know, obviously you seek a, an incredible amount of professionalism. Um, I think, you know, at some point everybody who puts themselves out there deals with this. I know Sam does. How do you deal with the, the sex symbol? Thing. I mean, do you feel like um, people... I excel? I excel at it. 
Do you do you worry about that? Do you worry about people, you know, making those comments? Obviously, putting that stuff out there. I mean, do you feel like it's a good thing? How do you? I mean, you've handled it well. I've never seen anyone get get crazy on your no, page, you. No, know? and um, so stalkers. Like, well, oh my god, I got, I have a bunch of stalkers. Uh, P.S. Everyone, everyone listening to this, if I ever go missing, check my Instagram because I have a few people that literally would like want to kidnap Ooh, me and wear freaky. my face. What advice would you give to guys that slide in the DM? You're the first female on. And yeah, that's what's a the good best way to, ask, to slide in you know? effectively? Um, be respectful. Uh, do not make comments like, "Oh my god, you're the sexiest person ever." Gross. No. Um, be respectful. You know, yeah. say that you appreciate my fitness. Now I'm going to get 200 people messaging me saying, I appreciate your fitness. So slide into Ashley's DM and say, we appreciate your fitness, Ashley. That's exactly what I was going to do. I knew it. So, but anyways, so when it comes to those comments um, or even like the sex appeal, um, if you notice on my page, the first time I ever posted anything um, like risque was from my show. I never posted any bikini pictures or anything like I go to the gym in a hoodie and leggings. You've seen me. Like, I, mm. I'm always, you know, this is about as risky as it gets. Leggings. 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 I love leggings. Um, so, like, you and I have spoke about this because I've had a few companies that have approached me and asked me to do a little bit more risky things. And it's... Um, something... It's not, it's it's not, not me. Um, and I'm, I get very awkward in situations like that. Um, I have a photographer and thank God he's like, in the, he's ex-military, you know, he's retired. So he's very, he asked me the first time, he's like, well, how risky do you want to get? Do you want to, you know, post like sexy? And I'm like, um, no, like I'm so awkward. Like, I don't, what do you want me to do? Like, he's like, okay, well like turn this way. And I'm like, like this, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, so, I can definitely attest to your, your, your dude like qualities. The dude, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. But no, I mean, it's it's just something I've always said to anybody that asks, especially regarding social media. If it's not you, it's not you. You know, we're still looking to get the cooking with Mel segment off the ground because everybody knows Melinda Sanju loves to cook, and we're gonna get that off the ground. We're gonna get you know the grill up here, everything. And we're gonna do a whole. Me, thing. I mean, no, like, we see, can do it out in the parking. We're lot. gonna do it on the parking lot. We're gonna do cooking with Mel. I mean, I think you have to be you. I think that's the real reality of it all. I think you have to be true to what you are. And well, and when people are like, "Why don't you try to go into that sexy aspect?" Like, it could open more doors. And I'm like, y'all have to remember that I didn't sign up for Instagram to open doors. Mm. I didn't sign up. She to signed become, up to look at memes. Yeah, memes. I just wanted to look at a, a baby duck and some memes. But Ooh. so I don't want like I'm not doing this to open doors. I'm not doing mm. this to, you know, look to be like a sex symbol. Like this page is just me. It's, and I'm, I don't want to be anything that I'm not. So um, I'm just still tinkering with the idea. I mean, maybe I'll 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 do it slowly and not like go sexy, but like leggings and like a crop top. Ooh. Maybe. High risk. Maybe like uh, a long sleeve crop top. <laughs> High risk. Kaylee J. Photos warming the camera up now. The, so there's one last question we'll ask. I'm not on, ready yet, Kaylee oh, J. Photos. Let me. One last question um, Mike's asking on YouTube, then we'll get to, to kind of closing remarks. Um, this is a good one. Are other cops jealous of you? I don't know how you want to address Ooh, that. That's, oh a, God. that's a really good one. What do you mean you know, by that? Maybe you, I, I don't want to pin you in a corner, but maybe you can give a little story or, or maybe give a message to maybe because because yeah. you got cop haters out there. I will, not I, like people I, that don't like cops. I will but tell cops you that when you get into you. this community, yeah. you know whether it's Cunahan or you or anybody, people are like, why the fuck are you having that person on? And I'm like, dude, relax. You know, you kind of deal with Quit like hating. yeah, like I've always said it, and I'll. And I'll, I'll let you answer. 
you know, your hustle and what you the time you've put in, even mics, you know, people we've had in here, it's it's extraordinary. You guys put the time in, you put the hustle in. Um, it's something we always pay attention to. I know um, Jason and Melinda have seen it. I mean, you got to put the time in, you know. I mean, you know, you got to work your page and work your marketing and how you yeah. put yourself out there and how you portray yeah. yourself. And I, I've always seen that in you. So how do you deal with it? Um, so, yes, actually, when I first, and I've talked to you about this um, when we first started talking, um, when people were mean because I like to be nice to everybody. Um, he's been making fun of me this entire time I've been here because every time someone exits their apartment with a dog, I'm like, oh my God, can I put a dog? Like I, and then like last night I talked to um, some woman that had two dogs for like 20 minutes. Like I'm just, I like to talk to everybody. And so in the beginning when I had haters, I'm like, I would message them you know, back and be like, well, why, why don't you like me? Like, what did, what did I do wrong? Like, is there any way that I can, can have you like me please? Because I don't want you to not like me. <laughs> Um, and now I'm just like, fuck you. I don't give a shit what you think about me. This is my page. This is how I run it. This is not your page. And you can hate me all you want to, but you're it, uh, nine times out of 10, it's jealousy. That's all it is. They hate us because they ain't us. Exactly. Well, Sam's heard me say this a hundred times. And we, you talked about it a little last night. It's something I've always said. Behind, you know, everybody, negative person, and I've had my haters in the firearms industry everywhere. I always, I always tell my friends close to me, just ask those people. Have you ever met John? Have you ever had a conversation with him? And nine times out of 10, they've the never met you. The answer is no. Correct. Nine times out of 10, they base what they see on social media, they form an opinion, and they stick to that opinion, and nothing is going to change them, and that's how they feel, and they're like, oh, well, he's a fucking asshole. Yep. All he gets, I, I give away as much as, I could give away cars for a week straight on my social media, and they'd be like, he gets everything for free, fuck him. And that's what you deal with. Why is he giving jealousy. away so many cars? He's giving away these cars. Why where, are you, where are you getting these cars wait, from? Wait, are you giving away a car? A I new like car. He's, he's giving dad, away please. a Tennessee Raptor. Da, 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 da. So, <gasps> Perfect. You, you know, I, that's what I stick to is, is kind of have you met the person? Have you talked to them? And I usually give that answer. Or really the only portrayal they know is what they've, what they've seen on Instagram or what they've seen you put out there. And, and anyone who knows me behind the scenes knows what I put out there is what, what I want you to see. It's all real. It's all authentic. But it's what I want you to see. Uh, there's a lot of aspects and, and things about me and yourself, too, that you, you don't necessarily care to put out there. And, and they come out if you're paying attention and you're, you're following. Um, you can see that kind of bleed over the person's personality. But it's something Sam and I have talked about at length, too. Because mm -hmm. it is frustrating. I mean, I had a group of female police officers that I have never met create a fake profile to bash me. Wow. Yeah, and that was like one of the time. Well, that was a. I viewed it both ways. Of, holy crap! I really did make it mm. because people are creating pages to bash me. I, like, holy crap! If you don't have insane. haters, you're not doing it right. Yeah, but then on the other aspect, I was like, how dare you? Like, not only are you on the same team as in you're a female, but you're a police officer. Are you kidding me? I would never do that to anybody else. And I, I realize like I'm naive when it comes to certain things, but I believe what you put out there to people and how you treat people says a lot about who you are and if I, I just would never do that to somebody and, and because of that like I, I give I get taken advantage of from from certain things I mean you know what recently happened to me mm -hmm. um, my family was involved in an auto scam and I got taken advantage of it you know we lost out on some things um, that I'm trying to to figure out um, but I do get taken advantage of because of that but I would not change that like how I treat people for anything so it is what it is yeah, I mean, and I'll and I'll 
kind of wrap on this. I think everybody goes through that phase, and we've all been through it in this room, where something happens to them and they get memed or they get, you know, the comment gets made, and then you have the Robert De Niro moment, like in The Untouchables, where you're like, I want that house burned to the ground. Oh God, I yeah. want to find yeah. them. That was me like two days ago. Yeah, but you cross <laughs> over to a different space over time, and Sam knows this about me. Well, you almost thrive on it. Now I walk around and I'm like, say goodnight to the bad guy. Like, yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I, you almost love it. And people, people have told people that I have done it to it. me, like, don't do that. To, you're only feeding him even more. So don't, don't feed the meter. Yeah. Just haters are your biggest fans. Yeah. And now I'm able to brush it off. Like, unless somebody comes up with like a fake lie, like that bothers me. Cause I'm like, come on. Like, that's just dumb. But if, if someone just hating on you because they're jealous, well, so, Sam, Come talk to me because I'll help you with whatever you need help with to help you get to where I am. Sam has literally DM'd haters of mine and they'll be like, do you know John? And they're like, no, but fuck him. What's the point? <laughs> you know, like, like get out of your mom's basement, dude, and, and figure out yourself. So stop hating. You've you've seen it all. You've done you've done everything there is to do, Falcor. You've been through the building. You've met all of us. You've spent time with us. I thank you. For coming in, thank you for having me, and thank me. you for coming out. Thanks, I know for the me. yeah, I know the flight isn't easy. Um, I no, because you don't know how to to tell time. I thank you for coming out here, <laughs> and, and uh, now you'll be leaving. And, uh, and now you'll be leaving. No, um, thank you to Melinda and Jason Sanja for allowing this to happen and have yes, you thank out, you very, and, very and much. we appreciate their time. And we're coming to you live from the the Dragon's Lair right here in the facility. And we do have a couple of really cool contests before we get to Ashley's plugs and wrap on her. Sam, you want to plug the contest yeah, and everything man. right now, real quick? Yep. So we've been posting the comments on YouTube here about how to enter the giveaway. Um, regularly throughout the show but i'm gonna give you guys a rundown right now so pay attention head over to falcordefense.com on our homepage below the first main picture of the petra you're gonna have to enter your email address right there for us to be entered uh in this giveaway also head over to kenzie's optics the primary sponsor of this episode make sure you give their uh instagram page a like at kenzie's optics inc uh at prime ammo at tailored kydex solutions and at palmer 80 inc all those companies are donating some cool products uh to have a pistol themed giveaway uh, so head over there, like those pages, tag a friend, and make sure you go to our website and enter your email address to be entered in the giveaway. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, we're going to pick a winner. We'll, we'll, we'll send the winner out across the, uh, across the interwebs when we're done, and we'll pick somebody. So make sure you head over to all the pages on IG, too, and thank them. We can't do this without you know, their support. Everybody's still very IG-centric, so everybody on YouTube and everybody out there, head over there. I also want to, um, Derek, it's safe to plug the iTunes, right? Okay. Yeah. So we're up on iTunes, officially approved Yay. with explicit material. We got that E, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're okay. We're covered. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're covered. So we're looking for everybody to leave a five-star comment or, or leave a review down there. We appreciate it. Of course, five stars help. So everybody that's in the lives, everybody that's on right now, that'll obviously give you a leg up. We're going to look through those. We have a bunch of T-shirts from Sergeant Max Gun Shack. Sergeant Max Gun Shack is a huge supporter of the brand, and we'll be probably tossing in a few Falcor shirts for good reviews. So we'll take a look. We'll skim through those. So if all you guys can head over to iTunes, look for Behind the Flame. and. Yeah, cool. there we go. So we've got, we've got two episodes up there right now, so make sure you download those. We've got about eight teed up, ready to upload, and we'll be dropping them every Friday is the plan. We'll be capturing them live on Friday, so tune in live Friday, 
and then by about Monday, Tuesday, iTunes will see the fresh feed for the latest, you know, for the subscription. So D anyway, Mitchell has been go. working diligently, diligently to subscribe. get those to get those like, podcasts. Comment, up. share, follow, subscribe. So this is obviously something we want to keep going, guys. We're super excited about. We love bringing in guests. We want to thank Kenzie's Optics for being the first official sponsor. Thank you, Kenzie's. They uh, were kind enough to donate a Vortex Venom to this giveaway that we're doing. So it's going to be a Vortex Venom, 500 rounds of prime ammunition, a tailored Kydex Solutions holster, a Polymer 80 slide and frame, and we'll toss in two Falcor mag extensions. Thank you again, Ashley, and I'm going to turn you. it over to you for any plugs, any shameless promotions, anything. Where can people find you? Um, so people can find me on Instagram at Officer Ashley Smith, and um, I'm, a, I'm with St Team Steel Fit. I'm one of their athletes. I'm a six-pack bag athlete. And um, I work with Muscle Egg as well. Where will you be next? I have a show coming up. Well, I'm going to have the Olympia first. I'm going to be going to the Olympia. And then I also have a show coming up the end of October. Did you just break the chair? Sorry. I'm fat. I don't like the I will be signing up for Officer Ashley Smith's workout program immediately Everybody after the show. Everybody should sign up for <laughs> Officer Ashley Smith's. Oh, yeah. And those people that don't actually want to work out but just want to pay reoccurring, please um, send me an email because that would be great. Your your website to plug and where can people send you patches? Because I know patches are big with you. We had the local department come by and drop off a basket of them. How, where, yes. can, where can this go down? Um, you can either DM me or email me, and I'll give you an address on where to send fan mail or patches. Um, and I have a website, which is just www.officerashleysmith.com. Any personal training needs, anything like that. You just want to waste your money, just email me. So are, you say, are you saying your fitness plans and meal plans are a waste of money? No, I'm saying people that want to waste money. Oh. Like you. You probably waste money on BS, like, no. stuff. No. Just give it to me instead. Nope. I'll put it towards good use. No, I'm paying for a motorcycle right now. That's that's what I'm wasting that's my money on. That's your own damn fault. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where to find Ashley. If you slide in the DMs, please be appropriate. Ashley will uh, have more to follow on the on the announcement of uh, the recent dealing she's been dealing with with her family and with the auto skin so so there'll be more more to come on that i know some people are probably like what the hell happened yeah so. a bunch of people have been asking me um and dming me about it i will uh i'm gonna throw a post up about there's it. yeah the, it's an ongoing investigation so please be respectful yes it's gonna be it's not it's, G14 it's gonna be very broad of what happened because i can't really disclose information nice. g14 although i want to i want to disclose it to everybody this person it, it'll be out it soon well Thank you again. Sam, did I miss anything? No, man. Uh, shout out to Kenzie's Optics for uh, sponsoring the episode. We do have a question. Giveaway. Is it happening like right now live? We're gonna we're gonna put the giveaway we're gonna put the winner in the story. So if you head over to Falcor Defense's story, we're gonna pick the winner uh, in the story. Or do you have a winner already selected? So we'll put it we'll put it in Falcor's story. So you have to go to Falcor's story and pay attention. Obviously, they'll be tagged and we'll be sliding into the DM with all sorts of prizes. We're gonna slide in like a freight train. So um, Ashley will have some say in who wins that. So we'll pick a winner and we'll create a group DM. We'll get those prizes out to you as soon as possible. We will be doing giveaways on each of these podcasts and each of these lives. And we thank all those sponsors for participating and for those of you again on all the different platforms please take a minute to thank all of them without them we wouldn't be able to do this stuff right and hopefully we pick a leo or if uh, leo doesn't win you're able to maybe give that that prize to a large post that'd be great that'd be great and ashley's name yes so thank you to everybody appreciate everyone Haley j photo rogue one in the house and then uh of course melinda and jason we're going to be signing off thank you for having me